theyeshiva.net. So if you could just give a message to your to your wives or daughters or or women you're connected with, relatives, etc., that the shear for the women on Tuesday is going to be in this room from now on at 9.30 a.m. on Tuesdays. It used to be in the tent later, and it was just a little difficult with the minyanim. Here there's no minyanim, so, so it's going to be Tuesday. Today also, Tuesday, 9.30 a.m. For women and girls, everybody's invited. You could share it with uh, your spouses or daughters, or etc., and Yabezer uh, Hashem. It used to be in the morning, but then with Corona, everything changed, and then the Minyanim uh, were in all the tents, so it was pushed off later, but it wasn't really beneficial because of the hour, so we're going back to this hour and going to do it here in this room. So today is Hey Av. It's just worthwhile to mention. It's the yard set of the Arizal, and it's the 450th yard set. Arizal passed away in the year Hey of Shin in the in the, on the day Hey of Shin Lamed Beis, Shin Lamed Beis would be fifteen seventy two, fifteen seventy two in Svas, of course, and uh, so this Hey of Tovshin Pei Beis is the four hundred and fiftieth yard site of the Arizal, who was considered the greatest or from the greatest Kabbalists in Jewish history and revolutionized the landscape of. Uh, of Yiddishkeit, through Pnimi Yisatayra, through Nister. And of course, much of Chassidus is based on the teachings of the Arizal, developing it, accessing it, applying it, etc. So today is the Arizal's yard site. Okay, so we are the fifth, we're holding the fifth class in Eicholtzu, and we're up to Seif Ches, chapter, uh, chapter 8, right? Yeah. What page number is it over there? Reish Lamed Aleph in your copies or in the Svarim. Siv Ches Vihine Kolze. So let me just summarize very briefly what we learned yesterday. You could review the Shiurim, they're all available online, but just to, to uh, summarize briefly, there's two types of unity in the world, there's two types of Achdos. There's a unity that's more superficial, more external, and that's the unity that doesn't recognize differences. In other words, if somehow we can more or less be the same, so then we're unified. It's a certain type of unity, right? If everybody agrees, if everybody has the same mindset, if everybody is in cahoots, Unfortunately, that can also be because people are in a cult. If you're in a cult, so then, of course, there's unity. <laughs> or a dictatorship, right? Stalin, my parents grew up in communist Russia. So I grew up, I heard a lot about what went on over there. So Stalin, he was a very boring speaker. Terrible. Boring. But when he spoke to the, to the Politburo, um, so when he finished, you had to applaud. If you didn't applaud, you can go to Siberia for 25 years, if you're lucky. But who's going to stop applauding first? If you were the first one to stop applauding, your life was in danger, because it could be an insult, you don't respect them in this. So <laughs> there's even videos. <laughs> it's comical and sad. They applaud, and, and they, don't, they don't stop. Like, they don't stop. Basically... And Stalin loved it until he sat down and he told everybody to stop. But nobody is gonna, even if you're exhausted, because these, this clapping is, is, is pikuach nefesh mamash. So obviously, that's not achdus, that's just a dictatorship, a cult, uh, somebody controls many people out of fear. There was a Roman, uh, a Roman emperor, he says, I would rather that they fear me than they love me, right? <laughs> I think Caliglia, I would rather they fear me than they love me. We're not talking about that. That's not unity. It's just uh, if you crush everybody and they don't exist, fine. So everybody's unified because there's tyranny. You strike fear into their hearts. Now, I know some of us are familiar with this concept. That's not Bechlal called Achtos. It's just you eliminate opposition so there's nobody else. But even in a more subtle way, even in a more refined way, there's a more superficial unity where... It's based on the fact that people are more or less the same. The challenge of that is, 
that the moment the differences come out, the unity disintegrates. Like in a marriage, as long as we agree about everything, it's gewaldic. The moment there's a disagreement, the moment there's a rupture, what happens? Can there be reconciliation? Can there be unity within the rupture? In people as well, can we tolerate diverse personalities with different mindsets, different dispositions, different characters, different souls, different opinions? It's not like the diversity in creation is a mistake. It's inherent to the fabric of the Bria. It's inherent. We say every morning, Marabu Marabu. The word Rabu comes from the word Rav, Ribui. Tremendously diverse. It's all Masach Hashem. And you see it also in Torah. Anybody who learns Mishnayas or Gemara, as we often say, every page is filled with disagreements. It's very hard to find a Pedic in Mishnayas that doesn't have Machlaikas. There's one Pedic, Ezel Mekayman, from Zvachim, Zvachim chapter 5. The Bish Yosef says that's where they put it in before Shachris. Because <laughs> it's one chapter with his Achdos. <laughs> Ezel Mekayman is Kula Halacha Lamoisha Messina. There's no Machlaikas in Ezel Mekayman, if you haven't noticed. It's a Pedic of Mishnayas from Ezel Mekayman to Rabbi Shmuel is a chapter Mishnayas of Zvachim. So the Bishyosef brings, I think, from the Ra that uh, it's the one Machlaikas chapter without Machlaikas. I think there's maybe another one or another two, but they put that in before David. So these Machlaikas, so the question is, what's Achtos? So that's what the Maim is explaining, that real unity is not one that that um, is afraid of diversity. On the contrary, it, it includes, it's a unity that includes and encompasses different, different people, different states. Not only that, in that itself there's two levels. I can tolerate diversity and I can celebrate diversity. That's deeper. You could tolerate it, fine. I could tolerate it. Am I, you're you. I tolerate it. I'm not, I'm not going to get upset. And he loved me tatzben, and I don't go crazy. Fine. It's also a nice madrega. But here it's much deeper than that. Here it's, you, you not only honor it, you honor it, you respect it, you also celebrate it. In other words, you realize that it's essential to you. It adds. It's not just, okay, nebuch, I have to, I have to deal with a different personality. It would have been better if you would be quiet. It would have been better if you thought just like me. But okay, I'm a civilized person and I grew up in a democracy, so. I'm used to a different opinion. It's much deeper than that. The real achtos is the achtos that comes from diversity. As he says, all the pratim, all the details, and even the paradoxes, ultimately messiah mezalaza. They assist each other. It's like in a jigsaw puzzle. If one piece is missing, if two pieces are the same, you're not going to have the puzzle. And if one piece is missing, you're not going to have the puzzle. Again, like notes in a symphony, like limbs in the body like the 80 trillion cells in the body, everyone has its unique, its unique contribution. <clears throat> so the, the diversity strengthens the unity. It contributes to it. Like in a person. A person is filled with different types of kaychas. Filled, we all have different, different parts of our brain, different parts of our personality, different moods, different experiences. So what does it mean to have unity in life, to have harmony in life? One is, I dull or I eliminate any, any faculty that I'm, that I'm not appreciative of. But that's, that's sometimes, you know, sometimes people, that's really the concept of medication, which sometimes could save a life and sometimes it's necessary. But in a deeper place, the, the idea of unity is... To be able to find that all of the conflicting paradoxes in your psyche and your personality all are saying something true. That everyone has a message. And you need to hear all those messages in order to be able to find your true self. Good question. What about if a person has negative thoughts or negative behaviors? So that's what we speak many times about. You have the chitzonius of it, and you have the pnimius of it. The chitzonius of it externally, it's just bad. But if you'll go deeper, on a more pnimiusdika level, it's also saying something. There's a message there. Like we spoke in the third class, that we develop coping mechanisms in life, and we develop different uh, 
addictions or different cravings or different instincts because our animal consciousness is trying to survive. And it believes that this is survival. So if you really look, it could just be seen as evil, like we call the Eight Sahara. If you look on a deeper level, what it's really looking for, you'll find that at its core, it's not really bad, it's not really evil. So that's also part of my harmony. That's also part of my unity. The Mishnah says in Baruchas, What do you mean, how can I love Hashem with both my inclinations? I thought it's bad, it's evil. Is the charaya that it, at its core it's not. So a person has to be honest, you know, where I am. It doesn't mean that every single mood and every single instinct I should follow because it's really good. <laughs> Externally, it may be very dis- looking for something that's, that's, that's not good, that's not healthy, that's counterproductive, even destructive or immoral. What's the reason for this? Why do we have to say the Achtos? Is, is, is celebrates diversity. He says because Hashem, Hashem's essence, Atmos, includes everything. Everything comes from it, so it includes all the paradoxes. So that means in their source, all the paradoxes are one, because it comes from oneness. Everything comes from what's called Achdus Abshuta from oneness. So therefore. The only real achdos, the real achdos, which is rooted in the ultimate achdos, is the unity that not only is it not afraid of paradoxes, it encompasses all of them. And all of them are part of a truth. The more I distance myself from the source, the more a person is distanced from the ultimate source, from the ultimate achdos, the more I get stuck in a particular tzir, in a particular form, and this becomes my exclusive identity, and I can't deal with paradox. I can't deal with something outside of that. In other words, the, in the simple words, the closer one is to Hashem, what does it mean closer to Hashem? The more one is aligned with the divine reality inside of them and inside the world, the more there's echad. Hashem echad, the more there's achtos. In the source, everything is there, and everything is one. When I'm distant from it, meaning when I'm living in a life, a life where that's concealed, that's what we call clipper. there's a husk, there's a shell. So the less there is unity. And the more I become egotistical. What's when I become egotistical? I put my claws into a particular space, and that's it. And now I have a very serious problem dealing with the paradoxes inside of me, and certainly with the paradoxes outside of me. So when I become intolerant, the intolerance is basically representing an idea, it's representing the truth that I'm not connected with the source. I'm distant. I'm distant from, from my own source, from my own core. And that's why he says it's true in the whole creation. In all of creation, because everything really comes from oneness, so therefore even the way it's manifested in details, it's also still oneness. There's always achtos. The Sefi Yitzhida says he took fire out of water and water out of fire. Water and fire are the opposites. That's the symbol of two opposites. Fire and water don't coexist. But as he says, and it's a pella that he says this in physics, Pashat, in science, that if you go to a deeper place, you'll see there's water and fire and there's fire and water. Like we said yesterday, fire is made up of electrons and water is also made up of electrons. Electricity, electrons are fire. It's just a different formula that allows it to be fire and allows it to be water. And from hydrogen, you make fire, the hydrogen bombs. So at the surface, fire and water are paradoxical. But because ultimately everything comes from Hashem, and Hashem is one, so all the paradoxes are one, so therefore there's nothing in the world that doesn't contain everything else. The question is if it's revealed or it's concealed. Because the imprint of the Creator is manifested like the imprint. The chaysam, the chaysam, chaysam, 
Emes is Aleph, Mem, Tav, the beginning, the middle, and the end. It says in Yerushalmi. So the imprint of Hashem is in the Bria. The Kaya Chapoyal is Benifal. So therefore, even though we live in a world of diversity, I am I and you are you, fire is fire and water is water. But on a deeper level in the water, from water you can get fire, from fire you can get water. The formulas are created in a way that everything has its finite form. On a deeper level, everything is interconnected. So therefore, when a person goes to that deeper space inside of themselves, so then, not only do paradoxes not undermine them or scare them, on the contrary, I celebrate it because I realize that part of me is the paradox. (laughs) I am part of you and you are part of me. And if I detach myself from you, I'm detaching myself from me, from my true me. Because my true me is achtus apshuta, ain't soif. Instead, I created a substitute for the, for the true me. And that's what the Gemara says in Tainus. You should be soft as a reed and not as harsh as a cedar. You would think, harsh as a cedar, you're a stronger person. He says, you're a weaker person. Because I'm a weaker person, therefore I have to become stubborn. Because if I'm not going to be stubborn, what's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to destroy me. Maybe you're stronger than me. But if I'm really strong, then I don't have to be stubborn. Because I'm broader, I'm greater, I'm larger. Why am I larger? Because I'm rooted in that which is ultimately ain't stuff. It's clear. Alsa's clear. You get it, yeah? The more stubborn, the more weak. A lawyer once told me when he was training, so his professor, whoever told him, sounds like this. When you're in the court, he said, if the law is on your side, yell, scream the law. If emotions are on your side, not the law, then scream emotions. If nothing is on your side, he says, just yell. Just yell. <laughs> it says in Kehelas, Divrei Chachamim, Benachas Neshmayim. Why? Why? It's not Stam, a nice thing. It's Haba Atalia. <laughs> if the words are real, Vashreistah. <laughs> The yelling is making up <laughs> for something. Right? A hollering. I got nothing to say. So what, what I, all I can do is scream. <laughs> so it's, it sounds like I have something to say. If the guy is screaming. He probably believes in it, right? Little do you know. <laughs> huh? Your best defense is offense. There's real substance. If I really exist, I don't have to be stubborn. <laughs> I don't have to protect it so much. What you have to protect so much is because... It's extremely vulnerable, right? Very egotistical people are extremely vulnerable people in the sense that if there's no real mohus, so it could disintegrate. So how can I allow for another opinion? So the question I have to ask myself is, why did I become so stubborn? Why am I so confrontational? This is the idea, by the way, right before davening, we speak about Rabbi Shmuel, the 13th. The 13 methods of, interpret- of interpreting Torah that Moshe gave the Jewish people. The last one is, You have in Torah two psukim, they'll contradict each other, and it's a real contradiction. And then you'll have the third psukim, and it'll create reconciliation. So the question is, why does the Torah have to do it that way? What do you have to give me? And then bring me a Kosov Ashlishi, bring in a Shatchin to make peace, to be an arbitrator. Don't give, don't make a contradiction. You won't have to have a peacemaker. So you say a joke. One, one, one drove called another of and he says, let's make unity. He said, Ankegin Vemen, against whom? Don't make me a Machloikis and don't make me unity. Machmanishkin Machloikis, Machmanishkin Shalom. So, you know, we have to make a contradiction. And Achayovek, oh, no, you're going to save us. <laughs> you don't need a third if you didn't have a Machloikas. The Pshat is, of course, it's a very profound idea. You need the Shneks of Machishim Zaza. Hashem is not defined by orange or red. The Shneks of Machishim Zaza each bring out a truth. <laughs> it brings out the paradoxes that are all part of oneness because Atzmos, Hashem's essence, is not defined by a particular color, particular shape, or particular flavor. On the contrary, the paradoxes represent the infinity which includes different extremes from one extreme to another extreme. And that's why you need this Pasuk that radically goes to this side, and this Pasuk radically goes to another side. And each one brings out a truth. Not that only truth, but a truth. 
and introduces that transcendent component. And that's the idea. It's like a marriage. Ezer kinek doi. But you need the kasav ashlishi. You always need the kasav ashlishi. Like the Gemara says in Saita, right? Ish v'isha zochu. Shechina shruya b'neihem. Shechina is the pasuk ashlishi. Shechina is the third pasuk in a marriage. The Buri Zoya Zechrena Levracha. When he started to become a Baltruva, so... Uh, he was a very interesting person. So uh, he once went back to his friends in television. You know, he's, he's one of the stars of Israeli uh, uh, theater and television. He was a very colorful, charming personality. So they told, they asked him, they said, give us your last, give us a last joke before, you know, you, you run away. <laughs> give us habdicha Tell us uh, the last joke. He was an entertainer. He was a, he was a brilliant entertainer. So he told them a joke. <laughs> And he said that there was once in England or in Israel, there was, uh, in Israel, he said, there was, uh, there were two yeshiva bachrim on a bicycle. And the policeman didn't like religious people. So he decided he wants to give them a ticket. So if you follow somebody for a half an hour in a car or a bicycle, you can always find something illegal, right? Unless, unless your mamish, uh, <laughs> I'm a didactic. But most people, if I follow you a half an hour, well, let's find something. So the policeman decided, he's following them, and he follows them a half an hour, every stop sign, every red light, every yellow light. They did everything according to the law. So he plots, and he goes over to them, and he says, you know, I'm following you a half an hour, waiting for you to make a mistake. How is it that you're not making a mistake? It's crazy. They said, HaKadosh Baruch Itanu Hashem is with us on the bike. He says, oh, you have three on the bike? Ticket. <laughs> you get a ticket. <laughs> that was Uri Zoya's last joke, yeah? <laughs> but there's a certain uh, profound message over there. So HaKosov Ashlishi is the Yachriya Ben. If you don't know the Shneks of HaKishim that's not Achdus. Fine, you have one Posek, that's not Achdus. That's a very super, it's nice, we're not, we're not being mevatel, uh, that you have one. But the point is, that's why Matan Torah was the third month. Right? It says in Gemara and Shabbos, Peches. Yeah? Amalei Ahugli Law, the man from Galut, told Rabbi Yosef, yeah? Orientally say, you know the Gemara, he speaks that all in Yonam of Torah connected to three. Orientally say, la'amatli say, biyoymatli say, biyarchatli say, aidatli say. Everything is connected to three. The third month, and Ter Nevi'im and Ksuvim, and Kayanim Levi'im and Yisraelim, and it was given after three days. Everything, and Abnissim Gaon over there goes through another bunch of things of three. And I got a whole sugging Gemara, what's three? <laughs> and what if it would be six, and seven, and four, and two, and one? One is so bad. Hashem Echad. But this is the Nekuda. This is the Nekuda. If you have one, you have one. It's nice, it's Geshmak. But uh, it's, it's the three. If you have two, it's duality. Is you and me. The Kasav Ashlishi, V'yachriya B'neihem, that's the real Nekud of Achtos. The real Nekud of Achtos is, it's not afraid of his Chalkos, of division, on the contrary. Stoifus. Ah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, the, the, and that was the example also in learning. You have a person who learns superficially. If you learn superficially, you're not going to have contradictions. <laughs> if you go a little deeper, you're going to be filled with contradictions. <laughs> That's why it's hard for people. It doesn't, nothing makes sense. If you go superficially, okay, you didn't really deal with it. That's like superficial actors. It looks good. The main thing is it looks good for the pictures, for the photographer. Some people learn like that also. It's for the photographer. For my own photographer. If you take a go deeper, you know, you go more down to a granular level, it's going to be filled with contradictions. And it has to be that way. Because he says if it's a real seichel, if it's a real muskel, there's opposite ideas. Because truth is not one-dimensional. Atzmos is koilal everything. 
So the more thorough you get into an idea, the more you're going to discover contradictions, differences, and paradoxes. And then when you go to a deeper level, there's a real, there's a real unity that each nekuda is part of the truth. And that's what real hischalkos means. Real hischalkos means you identify the unique quality and contribution of each one and how ultimately they each contribute to each other to create one holistic, one holistic uh, sense of unity. That was the main point. So now we go weiter. All this is to explain... What was the clip of Midian that Moshe said, that Midian is the Menaget Hashem, Echad. Midian comes from the word strife. So he says in Ches, All this is true. <laughs> Big qualification. When you're living in the space, Sitra means the side, it means the space, the energy, the, the Mokon. Sitra literally means tzad in Aramaic. Tzad is sitra. Sitra de Gdusha versus sitra achara. So it doesn't mean side here, two sides, you know, like color war. You're on the right side, you're on the left side. Sitra means you're in the space, you're in the, in the mental space, in the zone, right? You're zoned in. They used that for the phones, it's called the dead space, right? It doesn't, the place where it doesn't connect, what is it called? Uh, huh? Dead spot, yeah? So there's a sitra, the Kedusha means you're, you're in a space of Kedusha. What's Pshat Kedusha? What's, what's Nirgish over there is the Indian of Bittl. And then that is the reason there's going to be unity and Hiskalalus. Yaakov says, Yeshli Koil, not Yeshli Rav. Hiskalalus from the word klal, integration. And again, integration doesn't mean there's no diversity. On the contrary, from the diversity there's integration. It's true in yourself. It's true in other people. It's true in relationships. It's true in learning. It's true in science and physics. In real Kedusha, Eish and Mayim are not mortal enemies. Nothing is a mortal enemy. Now we all have fire and water inside of ourselves, Emma's. You have parts of you that are fire, you have parts of you that are water. If you can't make peace between the fire and water inside of yourself, how could you make peace between fire and water in your family or in your community? It starts in yourself. What do you say? Are you fire or you're water? Right, very good. Water is calm. Water is more calm. Unless there's a tsunami. <laughs> water is less, huh? <laughs> Fire also doesn't like borders. <laughs> Fire and water, on the contrary, water you could contain. If fire just has a space, it's going to spread. Right? It's one of the Arba of Nazikin. So Hever can be very damaging, but it can also be very beautiful. But fire generally is associated with passion, with tremendous passion. Right? Ava ke'esh, ke'yushpe'esh. It says in Shia Chidim, Rishofer, Rishfe'esh, Shalheves Yutke. Fire. And then there's water. Ava kamayim. So fire and water are manifested in different ways. But the peace I have to be able to make within myself, the harmony. One of the greatest challenges in people's lives, we have so much anxiety and stresses. It's hard for me to make peace with everything inside of me. So we start blaming certain parts in ourselves and judging parts in ourselves. So we have to repress it or amputate it or get angry. And then we're getting angry that we're getting angry. So we're getting angry that we got angry that we got angry. And it sometimes becomes a vicious cycle, like the brain doesn't stop. But in the space of Atmos, in the space of Bittl, what's Pshat Bittl? Bittl is two things. Bittl means, first of all, that... I'm aligned with Ein Saif. Bittl means you're a channel for infinity, you're a channel for Hashem. Like we always say, what's Bittl? Bittl means self-nullification to what? It's like when you nullify the meat, the milk and the meat, so now the meat is part of the milk. The Russian chulin, ha, 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 isur nefachli is kamayhete. So when you say you're bottled to Hashem, what does it mean? You're part of Hashem. So if you're part of Ein Saif, so you're a conduit for infinity, you're a channel for Ein Saif, 
So then the person lives in a space of deep inner harmony. Now, again, I'm going to say this again. I always say this, you'll forgive me, because I just see different people's face, facial expressions. And that is, if you're, if you're hearing this with judgment, you're hearing this through the tools of trauma, so you're not hearing what we're saying. In other words, if what you're hearing is, why can't I be like this? Why can't I be? Right, it's already not that. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to be able to accept also the fact that you're not like that. That you also have to accept. That's also the paradox. You have to be able to accept that. There's a reason for it. Yeah, it, It's all about kindness. That's what achtos means. Achtos means you don't judge any part of you. <laughs> Even the part that completely doesn't know anything I'm talking about. <laughs> and it's like, this guy is living in a different planet. <laughs> I'm not living in a different planet. I struggle with what you struggle. But we have to accept that too. That's also part of Atmos. And you'll see there'll be much more serenity when you can really accept it. Embrace it. It's part, it's part of my journey. There's a message there. There's, there's something going on. Now, sometimes I'm not in a place of bittal. I'm not a conduit for insight. I'm, I'm very scared. I'm very insecure. Because that's the second akud of bittal. The second akud of bittal is that you're not living from a place of coping. You're living from a place of expansiveness. It says in Avaz Dirabnasan, Asara Nikru Chayim, ten things are really called alive. What does it mean? I could be alive and I could be coping. Hashem is not coping. Elikus is really alive. So bitl means you're truly alive. You don't have to cope. You're not surviving. You're alive. So if you're not coping, if you're not coping, you could be fully alive then you're expensive. But when I'm in a place of survival, I'm in a place of coping, in other words, my survival instincts are what's governing my life, so I become very confrontational, I get very scared, like we spoke in the, in the third class, right? Sometimes, if you're having a marriage, and so the t- t- couple disagrees, and one of them goes crazy, why is he going crazy? Even if you don't explode, but you implode, why do you implode? There's something threatening you, why am I so threatened? Why am I so threatened? You have to ask yourself, why am I so threatened? The answer, this is because I'm not in a place of bittal. I'm not, I'm just not. I'm very threatened. I'm in a coping place. <laughs> and I'm, I'm very vulnerable. I'm extremely weak. So I have to be kasha ka'eres. When you're in a place of, you have real inner simcha, in other words, you're connected to the source, then I'm not coping I'm not, I'm not surviving. So I don't have to become confrontational. I'm, not, I'm just not in that space. Yeah. It makes sense. You understand what I'm saying? Huh? Excellent question. So the Gemara in Sanhedrin says that when uh, Doyeg introduced David HaMelech to Shaul, Shaul said, Who? Me ben, who's that little, who's that young man? Right? So he introduced him as a doimi. And the Gemara says he was saying he's another Esav. Esav was a redhead, and he's a redhead. And they're both dangerous people. The Gemara says, no, 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 no. Zehoyrig midas and hedrin. Zehoyrig midas atzmei. Esav was impulsive. He wanted to kill, he killed. David was a warrior, but he was an Eved Hashem. So power is a very powerful quality. But David's power ultimately was a much deeper power. Because it came with tremendous humility. It didn't come to cover up his weaknesses. Sometimes the greatest bullies are the weakest people. In Hebrew, the word for bully is alam. Like you have in Gemara, kol the alam gvar, right? An alam is a, a mighty bully. Don't start up with them. The same letters of the word alam is the word elam. Elam is mute. Somebody who can't talk. Very often the bully is the person who is not allowed to talk. He's an elam. He's mute. So how is he going to get attention? How is he going to get validation in class? He has to become Mr. Alam, because the poor kid didn't have a place to talk. This is not to justify bullying and to allow the victim to suffer. Bullying is a very serious thing. But it's understanding what looks like, you know, this this, uh, person who spends six hours a day in the gym, right? (laughs) 
the question is, I always say, do, do you go to the gym because you love your body? Because you go to the gym because you hate your body? You understand? Two people who go to the gym, they're both working out. One person respects himself, the other person hates himself. <laughs> it looks the same, but it's not the same. One person is, is unfortunately, is a terrible, terrible self-image. So I have to undo that. How do I undo that? So the more I can impress, the more I can overpower, the more I can undo it. But inside, I'm empty. Why? Because I'm deta- in my own feeling, I don't realize how good I am, how holy I am, how divine I am. You're you don't have to, your self-image is not bad. But if it is, in my own perception, I'm going to create substitutes that are fake. And those substitutes will look like arrogance, confrontation, harshness, toughness, stubbornness, anger, all these things. It's really covering up for a deep pain of inadequacy that exists. And that's what yeshus looks like. Now we have that. I have that. But if I can identify, right, if somebody disagrees with you, right, in the house, your child says something, and you want to push it, break a window and throw them out. Right? If you can identify and say, you know what? I'm in a weak place now. <laughs> I'm in a place of I'm not in a place of bitl, I'm not in a place of yeshes. So be quiet for 60 minutes. Just be quiet. You're already in a good place. You identified what's happening, right? And you even have compassion for it. You can even maybe understand why it's happening. And you understand now is not the time to talk. Somebody sent me uh our Gaba here, the Beflaim sent me yesterday uh a line. It was pretty interesting. He wrote to me, A wise man once told his wife nothing because he was a wise man. Right? So the Baal Shem Tev said, When you're angry, don't speak for 61 minutes. Why not? Why not? Because we know people, during their anger, they got divorced, they sold their house, and they moved to another continent. <laughs> All in the same hour of anger. So fine, you, you, you're in an angry place. We get it. You're a <laughs> But don't make your decisions of life based on that because I'm in a very weak place. I'm, I'm in my shell. I'm in my egg. I, I, I didn't see the sun yet. Let the egg crack. You'll see the sun and then you'll make better decisions. Maybe you shouldn't get divorced. Maybe you shouldn't move to another continent. Maybe you shouldn't sell your house and your business all in the same 60 minutes. That's a good question. I think 61 means, you know. <laughs> yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and they say, why 61? I think, you know. The Gemara says in Chagig, Kuf Aleph. Mash. Ah? Little boy, even more than Bittles, Axta. Shisha, Battle, Bashishim. Huh? Full. Shishim ve Echad. Ben Shleishes Rishon ve Yoim Echad. Mixtus Ayam Kekula. Maybe Mixtus of the Minute is Kekula. That's how it works. But 60 minutes uh, and one, okay, if you waited 60, you can wait one more minute. It's probably good. <clears throat> Now, usually anger is a secondary emotion. It's covering over a sense of pain, a sense of loneliness, right? You'll have a lot of times here, people get angry at each other. What's the real issue? The real issue, why are you getting me so angry? You're getting me so angry, really, I'm in pain, I'm lonely. I want to be connected to you. But that's very vulnerable. It's very hard for me to say I'm pain, I'm lonely. So what do I say? I say you're to myself, you're a Russia Mirusha, I don't need you, I never needed you. It was a mistake that I ever met you, it was a mistake that I said Shalom Aleichem to you, get out of my life, I don't want to see you again. So now, in my mind, I made myself feel better without acknowledging that I'm in pain. <laughs> but how true is it? Exactly, you became the Russia Mirusha. It's not that the person is right or wrong. We're not getting into that. It's where I am, where, where my status. Okay. Sitra means you're in another zone. The zone, the, 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 the element, the mental space of fragmentation, of separation. Why is it a place of separation? 
because it's the reality in which Achdus Hashem, the oneness of Hashem is not felt, is not experienced viscerally. So the oneness in life is not experienced. That's the definition of Sitra Achda versus Gdusha. So it's characterized by a yesh, by a separate reality outside of the reality of Einoid Mulvada. In other words, the yeshus of Kedusha is what? That it has no yeshus. What's yeshus means something, existence, right? Yesh, yesh. So what's the yeshus of Kedusha? What's the Metzius of Kedusha? The Metzius of Kedusha is that I'm a conduit for, for, for the Achtos Hashem. I'm an, an extension of Hashem. Shluchai Shaladam Kemaisa. That's Kedusha. Being in the mode of Kedusha means I'm in the mode, I'm an ambassador of Hashem. That's, that's Kedusha. I'm an ambassador of the Rebbein Shlolem in this world. All, all of me, my mind, my heart, my faculties, my machshava dibra maisa. If you're an ambassador of Hashem, so then on one hand you're completely humble, and on the other hand you're the most powerful person. Why are you completely humble? Because I don't have to, I don't have to be right, I don't have to be confrontational. I'm very humble, I'm open. On the other hand, you're very powerful because you're a conduit for infinity. So you're not a pushover, you're not a shmata. Much, it's more, on the contrary, you're much more confident. But your confidence is not coming from fakeness, from, ah? Uh, from gaiva, from arrogance, on the contrary. Sitra achere creates its own yeshes, it creates its own mitzias. I have to, if I'm not experiencing that I'm a conduit from Hashem, I, I want to live. <laughs> So I create my own little bubble, and that's where I live in. The problem is the bubble doesn't really exist. So every day I have to recreate that bubble in different ways. But, but, but it's very easy. You take a needle, you know, and you, you rupture the balloon, and boom. That's scary. It's scary to be a balloon. <laughs> One little needle, boom. Right? So now this person is arguing with me, you're a needle, and I'm a balloon. So what am I supposed to do? I have to kill you. It makes sense. Huh? <laughs> I'm saying there's a needle that that can that can threaten the balloon. So ungeblosena in Yiddish is an expression ungeblosena balgaiva. Yeah, what, what's ungeblosen? Ungeblosen means you know what ungeblosen means, huh? Blow, blowing up. <laughs> it's blowing up. That's what yeshes is. There's the parentheses here, but I want to go after the parentheses. It's like the parentheses goes for for like seven lines. The line starts Vida. And this is the reason why there's separation and there's fragmentation. Because again, two things. Number one, if I'm not connected to Ein Soif, so then differences of opinion and paradoxes are threatening. They undermine me. And number two, if I'm not connected to Ein Soif, I'm in a very insecure position. And therefore... I'm in a very fearful space. So division becomes very natural because it's the way of me coping. It's very hard for me to be all-encompassing because my existence is a very, very threatened existence. And whenever somebody, it's like we spoke in the third class, when somebody operates on a level of trauma, whatever that means, it could be on a million different levels. But when I'm operating from that space, my tools are extremely, extremely limited and I'm in a survival mode. And when I'm in a survival mode, division is a very natural thing because my existence is undermined so easily. I separate within myself and I separate with others. Relationships become the most threatening thing. Isolation is survival. That's what it is. Anybody knows what that means? Isolation is survival. You ever feel like that? You don't trust anybody. You go into your corner and you're safe. <laughs> and you lock the door. But everyone wants a relationship, so you're going to allow a little bit. The person gets too close. Out. Text, maybe a text. A person once told me something very sad. I was actually very impressed with his awareness. <clears throat> I felt close to him, and I saw one day that he was very upset at me, and I didn't know why. So I said, why are you so upset at me? So he said like this, listen to this. It taught me so much. He said as follows. He said, somebody who loves me is one of two things. Either he's stupid, 
or he's a lowlife, he's a liar, because I am damaged. So if you love me, either you're stupid, or you're, you're trying to, 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 to steal from me, you're trying to undermine me. I don't think you're stupid. That means you're evil. <laughs> so You understand? You understand? But the awareness is very powerful. You know, I'm damaged. I'm damaged. So if you love me, you're certainly damaged. <laughs> you don't go to the store and buy the most damaged computer, right? You don't do that. I mean, unless it's for sale and uh, whatever. <laughs> you could pay $2 and refurbish it. But it's not what you do. You don't go to buy a da- Why are you buying a damaged computer? That was his marshal. Some people do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So either you don't realize it's damaged, so you're stupid, or you could make money off me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just bringing out one example of how isolation works. So therefore, if I stay away, I stay away. Of course I stay away. I can't be open. It's too dangerous. And there's a reason. There's a reason when this kid, when this person was a kid, he was backstabbed and frontstabbed a hundred times emotionally. So, 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 so you want him to open his chest again? So give me another stab? So isolation is the right place. And that's what period is. So where is this period coming from? It's coming from not recognizing that I'm infinite, not recognizing that I'm part of Hashem. In other words, thinking that I'm really crushed, isolated, shmata, worse than an insect. Even an insect, you know, the bugs that go around, they have more self-esteem. <laughs> exactly. That's why this, yeah. That's why you cannot learn these things with judgment. This is not judgment. It's an x-ray. It's not judgment. I know why the person is that way. When he was two, three, four, five years old, instead of being told that he's a chelik alakami mal mamish, he was told that he has no right to exist. He was molested. So he was told, I don't exist. That's what he was told for in the formative years. And that's what he believes today. The only way he could exist is if he pleases people. He, he's not allowed to be. So the moment you want to get into his life and be connected to him, he's going to shut you down. Because <laughs> you're connecting to something that has to be in hiding, that has to be embarrassed. Either you're stupid or you're even more evil. And that he can't afford that. And then we create mechanisms to protect that. Anybody relates to what I'm talking about? Huh? What did you answer to him? What I answered him. What do you think? What do you think I answered him? I'm still answering him. I hope he's listening. I'm still answering him. I'm always answering him. And I'm answering myself. So there's two levels of isolation. There's isolation where I'm suffering from the isolation. And there's isolation that's so bad that I turn my isolation into Mashiach. And then it's worse. The Baal Shem Tev said, V'anoichi haster aster. So the Toldus Yaakov Yosef says, the Baal Shem Tev said, V'anoichi haster aster. The hester is oich behester. The concealment is also concealed. And then it's much worse. If I know that it's dark outside, I'm saying, oh, it's dark, you've got to be careful. But if the darkness becomes light, and a substitute for light, then I don't even know it's dark. So it's, it's more sad. In other words, my isolation becomes a shita sachayim. It becomes a, a... You understand? It becomes a philosophy in life. I have to develop a philosophy around it. I want to feel good about myself. I don't, know, I don't want to feel... A person wants to feel good about themselves, and that's a good thing. <laughs> A person should feel good about themselves. <laughs> Why shouldn't you feel good about yourself? <laughs> In other words, <laughs> a person should feel good about themselves. Yeah, we say every morning, David HaMelech said, I have to serve how a person should live. If, if not, so I create philosophies and ideas and shittas around it. Yeah? And if I'm a Tamad Chachem Nachaych, so I find sources. <laughs> and now I have a bunch of sources. Why am I isolated? And Gendikt. So now I have God's stamp too. Right? So my trauma is with a Heksher. Badatz. 
I have a hechsher, it's, it's gewaldic, it's holy, it's sacred, and this, the person is, is, is in a difficult state. So all this is pshat, I'm in a place of sitrach, what pshat sitrach, sitrach means, not with judgment, but that the person is not experiencing themselves as a flow of divine infinity. Of course I have to be isolated, life is very threatening. I don't have that confidence, I have to go back and tell the child inside of me, you are not a victim, you are not a shmata, you're a chelik elikami mal mamish, and you should emerge, and you're entitled to real relationships. But it's not a speech, because it's, it's, it's pre-verbal. It hurt. Let's just learn another few lines here. So Midian is this strife, which represents hatred, baseless hatred. And we said, what's that baseless hatred? It could be a situation, the person did not do me evil. Nor did he touch anything that's mine. It's not like he stole my job or he stole my house or, or damaged something or usurped something from me. <laughs> Sometimes he didn't take something. He took us half a thing. He didn't take a half a thing either. <laughs> Sometimes a person didn't do anything, but you feel that he's, he's scheming against you, you know? You, you, have, you have it in for me. You have an in for me, right? Something about me, you have to... You're scheming. Chayr means you're planning. Mizimot. No. But the fact is that he can't tolerate him. It's hard for him to talk to him. It's hard for him to connect, to mix with him. Even it comes to something holy. So connect to him. I can't. What's the reason? I live in a space where I can't really create space for somebody else. The frailty of my existence, which becomes very yesh, it becomes amakoshik eres, right? I cannot really create space for somebody in a true way. I become like very narcissistic in a different way. So I become your opposer. It's not even personal. Because <laughs> he said, it's, it's my issue, it's my trauma, it's my own pain, it's my own yeshes. Your existence drives me crazy. <laughs> because as long as you exist, somehow my existence is diminished. What is that? If you exist in your full glory... It takes away something from me, but it's not. But it is, huh? When Mordechai wasn't bowing. Right, okay, we'll soon see about the Midian itself. Uh, that has to do with, with Zima, with addiction. I certainly can't connect him in a positive way. Sometimes I don't connect to somebody. But here, it's not only... There's also a negative, this negative energy. Unfortunately, he says, we see this in the last generations, in so many places where Jews live, in all the places we live. In every Indian, there's another machleika. Anything that's communal, there has to be strife. Especially when it comes to holiness, ooh, over there, mamish, nobody can get along. This is it comes to holy things, suddenly the worst, the lowest angels come out. I once heard from Rabbi Sachs, Oliver Shalom, the British chief rabbi, he says that Yaakov uh, woke up from the dream. He says, This is a house of God. This is a, How did he know? So he says, because the Medrash says that the rocks were fighting with each other. So he said, a place that even the rocks get into a fight. This has to be a shul. <laughs> it's a Beisalikim. Even the rocks have to fight. People can't connect. 
if somebody says one thing, the other person feels he has to say the opposite. Person builds, and another person demolishes. So you could say, no, I have a different opinion. I'm allowed to have a different opinion. You think it's a building, and I'm telling you, you're demolishing the community. You're allowed to have, we said you're allowed to have different opinions. He says, Mela, different opinion. It's really Pirud Halavavas. It's that the hearts are fragmented. The rationale comes later. The reason I'm disagreeing with you is not that I genuinely have a different way of looking at it, so I tell you my opinion. Then it wouldn't end up in strife. No, I'm saying what I want. The seichel comes after. I find reasons explained. The question is, why do I want to say different? You want this, so something gets triggered in me. I have to say the opposite. What is that about, he says? You have to look deep inside. What, what type of existence do you have inside? The cheshman and nefeshir, you're not going to find it in the other person. <laughs> he would have said black, you said white, he said white. In other words, there's something inside of me. What is it? Something that's not peace, at peace in me. The anger, the je- jealousy, lack of contentment, lack of simcha, lack of self-acceptance, lack of self-love. Lack of real understanding of who I am. I'm in a place of yeshness instead of a place of bitl. That's the principle. The underlying principle is, you want this, of course I have to want the opposite. I don't even have a choice. <laughs> of course I have to disagree with you. So it's not different ideas. You have different people, have different svaras, yeah, in halacha, in gemara. There's no savlanut. I can't really tolerate you and appreciate you. Besides that, there's a big damage. Because that which has to be accomplished gets ruined. And nobody looks at that point. In other words, something has to be built. And all that is getting destroyed. But they're not looking at it because I'm more focused on how am I going to come out of this? What's going to be my position? So it's a communal issue. People need something, right? Children need something. This one needs something. But instead of looking at that, I'm so busy with my own insecurities that I can't even look at that. So so besides the fact that it's painful, the separation, what has to be accomplished is not accomplished because... You know, you're pulling it from this side, and, and I'm pulling it from this side. <clears throat> okay, we'll take a break here, and Bezer Hashem will continue Thursday morning, 7.45. Thursday morning. 9.30 will be the women's class right here. Everybody have a beautiful and wonderful day. It's not conditional. That's what Bittel means. Yeah, of course. Avedas cannot extinguish the truth of the person. Fakir, the reason I do Avedas is usually because I don't know about this truth. You know what I mean? It's like if I have, I have $10 million in the bank, but I don't know about it, so I'm stealing. Huh? I'm stealing. Why am I stealing? I don't know I have $10 million in the bank. If I would know I have $10 million in the bank, I don't have to steal. I think I have five cents in the bank. You understand what I'm saying? The reason most people do Avedis is because they don't know who they are. You don't lose. It's just, uh, unfortunately, that I'm living like a pauper who has to steal and run away from the police. You know the story of the guy on the train? Huh? So the guy on the train, you know, he was a wealthy man. He bought his first class ticket. And anyway, he sits down on the train. And then, you know, the police would come to inspect the tickets in Europe. And he sees everybody's hiding under the- under the chairs. So he also goes hiding under the chair. <laughs> so he's talking to the guys. He says, why are you hiding? He says, well, none of us buy tickets. So we, uh, he says, oh, I have a ticket. So he shows him, he says, you have a first class ticket, Shaita. <laughs> what, what are you hiding under the chairs? <laughs> so it doesn't take away that he has a ticket. Just the person is not living in that space. What happens if somebody well, Terebbe says in Lekut HaToyed in Rosh Hashanah, we once learned on Mishra Malos Mimam Malkam, that even Kodesh, when it says, you remember, V'nichrisa HaNefesh, 
He says it's only the pchin of Yaakov. Yisrael is never cut off. Even cut us. Yeah. yeah. Listen. No. If somebody stole, if somebody stole a hundred thousand dollars from me, and I want the money back, that's not sinaschinam. <laughs> if somebody broke my glasses, yeah, or somebody uh, destroyed my car, and I want them to pay for it, that's not sinaschinam. <laughs> I mean, I could be moichel, but that's not sinaschinam. The Ramban, Kedoshim, the Ramban on the pasuk loy sikem v'loy sitter. Don't take revenge. He says, don't confuse this with somebody taking somebody to court because they, they owe them money. That's not revenge. <laughs> I'm not mechuyev to lose my money. You could be Michael if you want, but that's not sinas chinam. That's not sinas chinam. It's not even... Uh, huh? No. I want to thank Reb Nuchem Fried for this whole uh, technology. Don't break your hand. <laughs> I usually don't have a chance. I don't have a chance. So. Hey, off, Reb Chaim Moiser, yeah. Reb Chaim Vilna. Tov Shin, 1940. Reb Chaim Moiser Vilna. Well, he founded it with Reb Chaim Riska. He founded Aguda. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.